Hello and welcome to the Omega Republic, a radio podcast program for the furry and brony community. I am your host, Coppercat. Today, today I'm joined by Claire Hextail. Hello. Also, my other co-host will be joining me is uh, Tiberius. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> today our guest is a wonderful dancing Dutch Angel Dragon, Splits. Say hello, Splits. Hello, Splits. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist. I had, I had to. <laughs> We thank you for joining us here on Suiting Up for Life, where we seek out those in the furry fandom and get to know what it's like to be a furry and or brony, and what they do to make who they are a part of the community. Mr. Splits is joining us from Minnesota today, but we also like to bring up the fact that the charity that we are bringing up on note today is uh, Project Homefront to help military families in the community. Would Would you care to elaborate on that, Splits? Absolutely. Um, Operation Homefront is a nonprofit organization that originally started in San Antonio, Texas, in Arlington, Virginia. Its mission is to build a strong, stable, and secure military family so they can thrive in the communities they have worked so hard to protect. Um, Operation Homefront it provides services to military families and post-9/11 wounded, ill, or injured veterans serving all 50 states. Areas not served by a field officer served by the national office. Um, it was formed in 2002 to support families deployed service members immediately following the events of September 11th. Increased deployments in stranded military families lead to the creation that provides emergency assistance to military troops, the families they leave behind, and wounded servicemen when they return home. Um, it focuses on its efforts in relief, resiliency, and recurring support for military and veteran families. It offers a variety of programs intended to achieve this goal, including critical assistance or financial assistance for critical needs as rent, utilities, and food assistance, transitional housing, operation homefront villages or transitional homes for community reintegration, permanent housing and homes on the home front, recurring support programs, including star-spangled baby showers, back-to-school brigade, holiday meals for military, holiday utility drive, and military uh, child of the year award. And it's a, it, it's a very touching and great organization. Um, because I'm a veteran myself, um, and it's great and wonderful to see these things that, <clears throat> you know, it, it touches a lot of people. And um, especially uh, in my career, I work with veterans myself. And to see such, um, you know, great things, that's th- to get this, like, welcome home that sometimes I feel like they didn't get. And to know that they're you know, well taken care of, and they got something to hope for and wish for to, especially it's like, especially if they have anything from, you know, just their family issues, or if they come home and they got PTSD and other uh, uh, psychological issues from warfare, it's great to see that there are people out there that care for them, and they do. I'm one of them, so it's, it's, it's very touching uh, organization, and I have the utmost respect and love and support for um, Operation Homefront because I work uh, with, you know, with affiliations with Legion of Auxiliaries that provide similar um, uh, uh, support. So it's, that's why it's very touching to me. And I feel it's a very important organization to help service members, not just service members, but veterans as well. So Awesome. Well, thank you very much for sharing that. Absolutely. For every, <laughs> every like this <laughs> video and or stream receives, uh, we, we of the Omega Republic will donate $1 to the cause, max at 100 for the next 30 days after the post of this video. You are also invited also to go onto the Project Homefront website and donate at your own free will. We appreciate these three contributions, and we hope you enjoy the show ahead. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Thank you guys so much for all your love and support for Nation's Heroes. It's going to be a grand old time. What's the first question? Yes. Uh, Tibbers, I thought you were speaking it. <laughs> Wasn't Copper starting it? I'll start. I'll start. Oh, boy. <laughs> the first question that we have up. The first question is how long have you been part of the fandom and what brought you here um 
So this starts back, actually, we're going back quite a few years. What really kind of got me started into the fandom, I would say, like, right around 2010, around there, um, what got me really interested in fursuiting in the fandom was I was uh, starting on the different platforms like DeviantArt and um, eventually went to FA, and then from there just kind of uh, tapered down to here and now where I get more involved with Instagram and Facebook and all that. But um, what really started was my curiosity in getting into suiting and entertaining was after I got out of the uh, Navy, I actually worked at uh, SeaWorld um, in San Diego. And I worked in the costume characters and, and uh, entertainers. And I worked with everything from the shows to uh, community relations projects and so on and so forth. And what was great about it is that I was not just the one out of suit. I was also in the suit. So it just like, I was like, this is actually really fun. I really enjoyed doing this. And before I know it, I saw all these different platforms that was all about it that I didn't know existed. And I'm like, these are people that go out and they do all these great things in suits. They dance, they part, you know, all these different things that I didn't know existed. And before I know it, I'm like, this is really awesome. So I slowly but surely got more involved with the fandom as more of like a watcher perspective. And then right about a year, just about a year ago, um, I went to my first furry convention, uh, Megaplex in Orlando, Florida. And from there, I'm just like, you know what? I don't want to just be a watcher anymore. I want to be a suitor. So now I have a suit. I'm getting involved with like the dancing. I'm doing all sorts of these different things in the fandom. And it's just, it's been so cool. And so, yeah, I'm in kind of an in and out furry, but full actor furry for like a year. So a uh, combined total in the fandom about 10 years. You went into it pretty hard, didn't you? Oh, I <laughs> very, very detailed. Sorry, I, get, I like to get a little uh, detailed in my responses. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, I was just in it for a couple of years. But yeah, I guess I'm a storyteller, apparently. So. Well, I mean, if you're going to be doing a lot of things and if it's just a couple of years, it's still a lot to do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think what it was, like, my sudden drive and everything that I've been doing, um, hence the, the energy uh, that I can put into anything, especially the fandom, is just, like, going from zero to 60. But the thing was, I think, what was just being, like, kind of a watcher instead of, like, all these years I spent just as a watcher, now I'm a a suitor and I'm trying to do a bunch of catch up really is why I'm getting so involved in all the different aspects of it. So. Well, that's good. The more you can contribute to it is, you know, it, you get yourself out there. You do, you do more, you do a lot, you meet more people and you spend more time in cons. That's the way to do it. Oh, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I got like literally hooked, hooked at, you know, after going to going going to megaplex and now i'm going to uh um, oh for those of you watching any of you are hearing i am going to tff in about a week so t minus four days so i'll be there uh suiting up uh doing the dance comp doing some volunteering um and i'm actually doing a uh a pan uh, i'm going to be the panelist for the military veteran furry panel at uh TFF or Texas Furry Fiesta in, in uh, Dallas at the Dallas Hilton there. So that'll be really cool. So looking forward to it. Wow. A whole panel? Yeah, I actually, I, I, it, was, it was so weird. Like I put in like a submission and everything and I actually got a response and they said, oh yeah, you're going to do a panel. I'm just like, to quote being from Minnesota, I was like, no way that they actually approved it. I'm like, well, I better get my stuff together. So funny story. Sorry, I'm a storyteller. Um, <clears throat> when I was at uh, uh, Midwest Fur Fest a few months ago, I was there, went to the different, I went to the dance comp, I went to the volunteer that did this, I did that. And I think that's when I ended up running into Copper Cap and we chatted here and there. Um, so from there, I went into the military veteran furry panel and we got there talking about different stories and different stuff. And I'm like, God, I really want to get more involved with this as I'm watching and participating in this. So I showed up in suit at the end of the panel. They came up to me and it, yeah, they, they actually came up to me and they're like, Oh, were you the one running the panel? I'm like, no, 
uh, this guy over here, he was the one running the panel. I was and just like, well, you're wearing a red, white, and blue Dutchie, so it's you're obviously a patriotic Dutchie. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so from there, I was just like, well, what the heck? So I figured I'd throw my hat in the ring, and bam, now I'm a panel me- uh, member. So absolutely, it's it's been a great thing, becoming more and more involved with the fandom uh, progressively because it's just like all these years that I should have been more involved. Now I finally am. And I'm like, well, here I go. Well, that's great. You went, you just kind of went in claws first and didn't, didn't really stop for anyone. <laughs> oh no, exactly. And literally the other kind of interesting part of it is I, hence the unfortunate thing, things I don't like about the Phantom, sometimes the drama stuff. And actually it was funny. It's just my approach. I got stuff from it too, from, you know, some bigger name uh, furries out there. And I'm just like, that's how I explained it. I'm like, I'm new to it, you know, in the fact of being a full fursuiter, but age wise and experience wise, I'm more of a gray, kind of a gray muzzle area, but still, I'm still new and I'm learning. So I didn't know like, oh, well, he can't do this. I'm like, there's actually rules in this fandom. So, but now I'm actually learn, learning it and getting it down pretty well because I, I didn't know, to be honest. So, but now I'm learning, uh, finding my place in the fandom and seeing all the ways that I can help with uh, any way, shape, or form. Um, I love helping veterans and I love helping furries. So it just kind of clicked one day. Going through the motions of all of it. And now before you know, oh. doing an entire panel. Oh, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Um, I'd be so excited if I got the opportunity to do some panels down the line because I got so many. <clears throat> um, there's some that I figured I'd pitch down the line. I can do like relaxation techniques. I can do yoga. I'm a fit furry as well. So I can do we can do CrossFit or um and that's about kind of the ones I got for the moment while I'm getting more and more experience down the lines. Military photos are actually pretty, pretty well, pretty well spread out in the fandom. I've, if, if there's anything that I have found whilst being in the fandom is that there are, there are plenty of military photos that you'll find. Oh yeah, actually this is kind of interesting too, is um, I will not, I gotta mention names is, they always say there's like a big influence that really got you into the fandom in the first place to give me the, you know, the brevity to finally just come out and be a furry. Um, one of my biggest influences, I'm, I got to come out and say it. I'm going to say Twilight Saint, um, AKA, um, he's sniper raised in a bunch of different fursuits and whatnot. And he's a dancer and artist and everything. And he was one of my biggest inspirations that got me interested in going into the fandom the fast crazy way I've been doing it is because he was like one of my big inspirations because I was just like, Holy smokes, this guy does all this cool stuff and he's a friggin' fighter pilot in the U S Navy. So it's like, this is great. You know, it, it, so it, it made me feel a little less, you know, it made me feel more confident about coming out and becoming more involved in the furry fandom is just seeing all these, you know, people like, you know, him and all these other ones that are just like, you know what? I'm a furry and I'm proud. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> so am I. So it's great to just see all these great influences. And that's what it is down the line is I'm hoping that um, all these positive influences in the fandom. And that's what inspires me is to try to become one of those positive influences. Any place you can find people that are like you. Help you <laughs> be more inclusive. Absolutely. I'm very, and I'm especially being a big advocate for inclusive and everything is just that's one of the things I really push for is hence is in my schooling and everything I do it's one of the biggest things I learned is breaking down barriers I am all for it I break down barriers because one of the biggest things I see is just like some unfortunately I don't name names obviously but some are just like oh you got to do this to be a furry you got to do that I'm like no no you don't if you like and enjoy being in the fandom, if you fantasize about being a dog or cat or fox or wolf or Dutch angel dragon, you're a, you can be a furry if you want to. I mean, seriously, and some are like, you got to have a fursuit. I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> you just it, just believe and enjoy the fandom. Oh, you got to be this really good dancing furry. And I'm like, no, you don't. You just got to enjoy dancing. If you want to, if you like dancing in suit, then you can be a dancing furry. 
I tell people that all the time on on the fandom and everything is just is trying to break down the barriers and all these contingencies and all these stigmas and beliefs that are brought up and rules and regulations and that to me is barrier building it sounds a lot like sorry this sounds a lot like it's a unnecessary imaginary gatekeeping like they think there's a tall gate to leap over when it's unlocked and ready for anybody to walk Exactly, exactly. And hence it just adds and some are just pick and choosy about this. I'm like, no, <laughs> like, you know, I, I, keep, I keep a solid tongue for the most part. I got to be professional, obviously. I can't obvi- obviously just go and be like, no, I'm not going to go get all up the front and personal and face, but it's just to be more reason, the voice of reason and be like, do we really need to have this many rules and regulations? Because I mean, my regular job, I work for the government, so it's all I hear is about all these rules. And re- so it's not, in a way, it's not too far of the beaten path because we got experience where they come up with these weird rules and regulations. Like even it's some the last point, thing you want to hear. Wait, did you hear my Bluetooth thing doing the disconnected or? No. No. Okay, no, you're good. good. But you definitely have a different voice quality all of a sudden. Yep, yep, there you go. I just heard myself. Did did it get better or worse? (laughs) It got better because you're not using your headset. Here's the one. um, Speaking of which, there is one of my roomies at MFF. He he did like a spot-on Consuela impression for Family Guy. He'd be all like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, so then I'd be like, I want to hug the duchy. No, 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 you know how no. duchy. No, like, no, yes. It's not classic. No, you bring more lemon pledge. I, I'm having trouble doing the voice because the way I naturally do it is so quiet. It's like bottoming out my microphone's range. <laughs> hey, Peter. Hey, Peter. Right. Hey Peter! Oh yeah! Hey, Peter. Jo- Come on, Joe! Hey Peter! Hey, hey Peter. Peter! Hey Peter! Get some! Get some! Oh yeah! Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. We already know that he suits. Um. <laughs> well, we didn't. We didn't yeah. ask. It, yes. We didn't go through the whole thing. Yes, I know. Um. You. Mute. Do you know who made your suit? Well, you know who made your suit, but who did make your suit? And um. How long exactly did it take? Okay, um, very good question. My suit maker is actually my roommate. It was made oh, by cool. uh, Kerr. Yep, her name is uh, on Telegram. She is Kerr Monster. Um, and she made my suit. Uh, let's see. It started right around August of last year, so not long after Megaplex. And it was finished right in time for um, Midwest Fur Fest in December. So, December, October. So just about three, three to four months it took um, from start That's to not finish. Bad at all. It, it was really what was so cool about it was I like just to see it in action from start to finish. Like mm. she's like she she very professional and knows her stuff. She's just like, all right, you need this for you need that for your feet paws. You need this for that. And I'm just like, all right, all right. So I was getting all the supplies and then getting everything set up and then just watching it from start to finish, just seeing the the head being uh, put together and the feet and the, the body. And before I know it, I get home and bam, I got a, I got a dutchy tail. That's like a floor dragger things like six mm. feet long. <laughs> it has to and be. I was like this, I was like, I had to. So I threw that thing on. I was so excited. And um, from there, um, eventually the bodysuit was done. I was like, Oh God, yeah, I got to put on the bodysuit, try that on, make sure it fit. And then, of course, the final creme de la creme, right in time. The morning I was leaving on the flight to go to MFF, she comes. She's like, "I was up all night. Like, oh my god, I almost cried. I just like, I got the, I got the head, and I'm just like, oh my god, he's done. I'm so, so thankful and happy. It was just, it was that, it was that literally, you know, you see the people get emotional from doing the suit unboxing kind of uh, situations and videos, and it was like that for me. I was just like, oh my god, he finally came to life. So yeah. That's excellent. Wow. Mm. Would uh, you say that suiting and such 
stuff like that going around in suit and uh, with all the stuff that you've done so far and it does sound like you've done a decent amount did it really help you kind of find out who you are as a person and yeah just basically who you are with all the experiences you've had with other people and others yes it's actually it's done so many great things in my you know like everything like in so many aspects because i see i see all these wonderful people that are suitors or non-suitors or whatever and just to see um what kind of a different person it brings out it brings like the self-confidence the self-abilities it it overall makes you a better person all around um to really explain it this is a good example um okay <clears throat> so i was at uh megaplex first time i went to a, a suit convention and i'm a little you know let's just say it a little bit eerie about getting hugged and touched and all that stuff so this was my ultimate test so i actually came up with this one this was good i had a, a morty from rick and morty head oh i'm also known as morty from rick and morty that's my other little side sona that i do at different conventions so anyway i had him, i had the head on from and then i had two different shirts so i put one of my shirts on and i had a sharpie so i made it my mission both days or two or three days, well, it's like four days. I was going to get over 100 plus suitors to hug and or sign my shirt. And this is like helping me really come out of my element. And before I know it, at first, it was just really, I'll admit it, I was a little anxious. And I'm just like, uh, but then before I know it, just these wonderful, nice people in suits. They didn't mind talking to me or signing my, you know, shirt or hugging or talking and being like, you know, congrats, you know, helping me come out more literally and get more involved. And before I know it, when I was a little bit by like the second day, I was walking around, I was chatting, talking, hanging with the fursuiters and hugging, no problems whatsoever. And I'm just like, the amazing things that transformed in me. And I'm just like, what greater gift to do than to go and push and excel and get this fandom to expand because it did such great things to, for me and it's doing such great things for these other people out there. It helps better their lives in so many ways, shapes, and forms. And I, I lived it. I'm seeing it. And that's why I want to become more involved in the fandom is I want to see it more and to see all, all these uh, individuals become you know, they don't even have to have suits. They just come and see all this love and affection that we got with each other. It's like this really cool brother, like a brotherhood almost. And it's, it's bringing out the best in people. And that's what I see it. I see it at conventions. I see it online. I see it in all these platforms and it makes people happy. That's why I like what I do with the fandom because it makes others happy and, you know, it makes me happy. Excellent. It really it seems like from all the people that we've had, it really can expand your horizons as a person, it's obviously socially, but it, it definitely does teach you a lot about yourself, things that you probably didn't know before, which is why it's very important in cases like this and in a fandom like this to go out and meet people. It's kind of why it's very important to, even if you don't think you'll gain that much, you'll gain more than you think so. If you go to a convention yourself, obviously within your means. Absolutely. And I am all for it too, especially going to these different conventions and everything and all the great things that can come of it. And yes, absolutely. Like within your means and being on a budget and stuff like that. It's it. Yeah. It's so great. And I highly encourage it. Every, anytime I talk to suitors in my interviews or anything, I highly encourage it if they're new to it or interested in like, if you can go check out like a convention, but if you can't go to a convention, I, I, I give advice. I'm like, look up a local furry meetup. It's literally the next best thing. They'll have, there, there's one I go to like every Tuesday night. Um, and what the heck I'll uh, mention it. It is uh, the oblivion group. Uh, it's a Orlando uh, furry meetup uh, at graffiti junction really cool burger bar in uh, downtown Orlando area. And it's a great place to go and just meet other uh, furries and suitors and whatnot and so forth. And it's a great, very open and accepting environment. So that's what I highly encourage is if you can't afford to go to MFF or TFF or Megaplex or any of these things, 
look them up. There are on uh, on Meetup on the Meetup uh, application. You can find furry meetups almost anywhere. Or I encourage it. Maybe it could be the one that starts one. So it's a good place to start. Oh heck yeah, absolutely. Um, now I've I've got to ask because you got uh, this whole thing discussing about personality and how it helps bring people to better themselves personally. I gotta ask, based on your choice of identity, your Sona, do you feel like it represents you personally, or is it more of like a goal you want to achieve? The personality in the suit is something you want to be outside of it. Okay, um, so essentially my suit, so that would be kind of an interesting concept. I never really did like a big like um, I did kind of type it up a little bit, but this is about the best way to really represent it is he's two different colors um, split down the middle. The best way to really put it is why he was created is um, I work for the government and the biggest thing is, is where I work for is unfortunately is I work with people, these are professionals like psychologists and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. And they're supposed to be professional, but then they still do like drama. Let's just say it. <laughs> somehow that part plays also in the fan and wanting me to become part of these cliques, you know, like I gotta be this way to get in with the group and with the in crowd. And I'm just like, really? You know, it's like, I, I don't really, you know, I, I'll get along with you. I get along with them and everything, but they want me to, you know, go, you know, you know what I mean? Go into their own little groups and kind of be, be part of the drama. Be one of the people that, that sits there and snoots around and everything, like literally. Okay. But so you like, no, no, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. It's, it's like, sorry. <laughs> it's like being torn between two different worlds. Um, because in my professional world, it's like, this is the expectancy. Oh, to move up in advance, you've got to kiss, you know, let's just say kiss butt and this and that. And I'm like, no, you don't. You can work hard too and be a professional and good at your job. And that's another way to move up. You don't have to be that way. So it's like being, and also it's kind of funny is actually where I work. I work at two different, uh, I work at two different sites. So <laughs> I'm splits between two different sites because of my uh, workload. And what's kind of another thing too, is just, to me, it's like two worlds being in, in, in a way, sometimes like in the fandom, that's the other part too. Like when I was uh, describing earlier to you guys where, oh, you have to be this to be a suit dancer. Oh, you gotta be this way. And some of them trying to get me to join that, you know, wagon. And I'm like, no, I enjoy, I'm, I'm literally, I'm actually very neutral, to be honest. So hence, it represents two different worlds and both mm -hmm. my professional and my furry life that it stinks because when you're neutral, you're kind of friends with both sides and they want you to be on their side. But it's like, I'm on your side, but I'm on their side too. So yeah, it's, kind so of not, the, it's not a good place to be. Yeah, really. the two tones represent the two different masks you have to wear to fit in with one another, but the suit in and of itself is sort of a statement saying you can be both and still and not have to. Be Bam. Boom. You got it. Exactly. Right. Nail on the head. That's exactly what I was going for with the suit. Um, and the, you said, if you've guys seen on my suit too, he's got like a white kind of belly and undertale. And he's also got a uh, black kind of cr uh, cross looking figure on the chest area. Mm -hmm. And that is where that rep represents that I am also, I'm also Christian. Um, a story off of that was my first degree I finished a few years ago was from a private Christian university, um, Zeusa Pacific uh, University to be exact in Southern Cali. And I got it done. And not long after I you know, was about to graduate, uh, one of our proctors, she's just like, hey, have you accepted you know, have you been saved or accepted Jesus, and all, you know, Jesus Christ and stuff. And I was just like, well, I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? 
why not? Absolutely. So I became kind of like more involved in a believer and accepted faith after that day. So she did the little session with me and from, and from there, that's where it kind of went. So hold on, you guys, I'm going to plug in my headset. Give me a second. No problem. That's fine. No worries. So that's kind of the part that's about like the, uh, what the cross on my chest represents. So I'm, you know, I'm a dancer, I'm a furry, I'm a few different things, but I'm also, I'm also Christian, so. It sounds but a lot like, like when my mother would make leftover that, stew. You know, I'm kind of like the ones where I don't, I'm not going to sit there and I'm going to buy, you know, I'm not one of those, I'm going to Bible ban you if you, you know, don't believe in what I believe. I'm open, hence neutral, where you believe what you want to believe, I still love you and accept you for who you are, but this is just how I roll, so it's about the best way to really uh, summarize it. It is a good I way don't. of describing your sermon. That's a good, I think that's a you good deep into, into how you... Hello? Yeah. Oh no, uh, his poor headset bit the dust. You guys still there? Yep. Yes. Yep. Oh no. Oh no. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hello? Oh yeah. Hello. 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 Fuck. <laughs> wow. Well, there goes our PG 13 rating. Yeah, uh, Tiberius, come on. I can't bleep. I don't, have, I don't have the ability to censor. Ugh. I mean, I do, but I don't have it set up at the moment. Need a PG-13. Bleep it out with post. Poopsie. Well, well it's a good thing we're this live streaming. I got away with one. Just don't do it again. Yeah, that's our one and allotted curse word for PG-13. Yeah, the one allotted curse word that was acceptable in 1986, you know. Mm-hmm. That was a one F. Press F but no, for any respects. Sorry, everyone. It seems our uh, interviewee has uh, lost audio to his headset. So hopefully he can fix it soon enough. F. Well, the good thing is we could hear him the whole time. Yeah. And also, how dare you use such a dated statement, Tib? What? The letter F. Hello. Hi. Finally get the stream fixed, and now our, our guest is on the fritz. Uh. Hello. Hello. Pay respects. Are Hello? we going to have an unfinished uh, interview? This oh, is right, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, sorry. Oh. I was digging. There he is. Sorry, I was. Hey, yeah, I'm back. Go. I'm alive. I had to go to my phone. Sorry. Hello. We 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 were able to hear you just fine, but you were apparently deaf to us. Yeah, I got that fixed now. Are you actually going right. to try and monetize this? All right, I'll go back mm -hmm. on you. Very cool. So I'll just uh, go to the phone for now. <clears throat> wait, okay. so, so wait, was I literally, so wait, was like everyone hearing me just going, hello? hello yes. Hi, hi, yeah, sort of past minute. Very cool. <laughs> all right. Let's, all right, let's continue on. <laughs> yes. Hopefully, no more hiccups. Okay. Okay. Question six. Nope, 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 nope. Question five. I said I was going to do question six. Yeah, but I have to do question five first. Oh, okay. Question five. I think I'm pretty sure five becomes comes before six. I think so. Depends on what type of math you're Depends on what type of math you're using. The new math. The new math, oh... Yes. Mom, Dad, you don't you don't do base <laughs> ten anymore. <laughs> oh, bless you. Yes. Oh, sneeze himself out of existence. I know. Huh? That happens. <laughs> Anyways, being a furry and or brony walking among society, do you feel more or less alone than before you became what you are? Has it opened up new opportunities towards making friends? Um, I would say it's probably actually made me overall, like I was saying earlier on 
is that it's made me a little more open. I'm still actually a very, it's made me more open and more social, actually like more of an extrovert than ever, because now I feel because I build all my confidence of talking, hey, you know, with the furries, non-furries, and whatnot, and so forth, um, it's made me a very, very sociable person in all aspects. And in my job, I'm required to be a very extroverted individual to work with, you know, to work with patients. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, I can't really, you know, it's, it's like, because then I work anything and like, I teach classes and groups and everything to do an individual assessments and stuff like that. So I, I gotta be an extroverted individual. So, so not just, oh boy, did you guys hear that? What? what oh, nothing. Okay. Well, you're not hearing that, right? Okay. But anyway, yeah. Off of that note was right. that in my job and in with friends and social lives, no, I actually still BS with them and everything. It's like doing like two different. It's like being two different modes. Like I'm in my work mode, and then I'm socializing. I'm talking to uh, work coworkers, friends, family, so on and so forth. And then I switch click to furry mode and then I go and I talk about the same way with, so it doesn't really change me much in my approach and how I talk to just not just furries, but also um, non furries and whatnot, because it's a requirement that I got to be an extroverted individual in order to succeed in my field. So no, it, it's actually improved me. It's made me more, oh, it's made me a very a much more calmer, kinder gentler individual that's that's what the fan has been doing to me so far it's been great and my hopes is to see it and well i do see it and it just helps me come out more so 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 the fandom to you is like a social anxiety pill exactly mm-hmm yep and it kind of helps and what it does and too and it kind of helps me too is just like um kind of a different way is just yeah i don't mind talking to furries i don't mind talking to non-furries and it just it never it didn't really yeah it, it's it's made me more yeah it's made me a lot more yeah open so it's more expressive so yeah absolutely can't agree with it more he does build character this this fandom well what's strange is is that you know for someone like me uh it's made me more anxious talking to those in the community than everyday strangers I mean on the street. So I guess it's just how you kind of look at it sometimes. Right, exactly. Because it's just, it, and it, it's not the same, yeah, exactly. It's not the same for everybody. Like it might make you more or it might make you less. I guess really like the, we'll just say it, the furry effect, it, it varies from person to person. And for me, it just, it's made me more where I'll just sit there and I'll talk more to, <laughs> you know, my patients and everything. And it's, yeah, it's been a great thing. It's really helped me a lot more. Um, and I think it's helped develop another type of social network down here as well, because then it's like, I was new, you know, I'm new to town. I'm new to the, you know, Florida and Orlando area. And I was just kind of like, I knew my coworkers, I knew my fan, you know, some family and I knew, um, was making little friends here and there along the way. And then it's just like, oh, well, now instead of, you know, a few hundred friends and family and whatnot in my regular life, now I got thousands of, thousands of furry <laughs> friends. It's like, I know. And it's just, I'm like, this is great because it's so many great and interesting, you know, people to talk to and meet, not just in the regular, you know, I'll just say it in the non-furry world, but in the, and that's the other thing too, is that's why helping people and all these great things that the fandom does um for you know like all the charities and everything that the conventions do and when you see such great things in action where you see furries doing heroic acts that right there in the general public and media put that stuff on tv on the on the news on everything because then you're going to see, instead of seeing furries as, you know, the initial negative stigma, these are positive stigmas that are going to help with, peop with uh, people that are non-furry accept furries and love them even more for what the great things they do. Um, there's that one uh, convention a few weeks ago where there's that lady that was getting, uh, she was getting robbed or something in her Uber and some furries yanked the guy out of the car, oh, pinned him down and held, I yeah, saw that. and held, 
and held him down until the police came. That's what furries need to be looked upon as. Not the negative stigma that most initial people, that stuff. Um, and then, you know, the charities. And when you see the ones that go to children's hospitals and um, or part, all these good things that they do, that's what's going to make the fandom alive and thrive and survive, I guess, is the way I look at it. And that's the way I'm trying to do is slowly but surely bring both the worlds together for, you know, acceptance so everybody gets along, you know? Mm-hmm. Hence, kind of another suggestion that's where my suit kind of also represents is eventually bringing the furry and the non-furry community together as one i guess if that makes any sense (laughs) i mean there's been progress in that rather coincidentally uh if anybody remembers the there was a convention maybe a year or two ago where Mm -hmm. um the the hotel was hosting a couple of uh, refugee groups at the same time as a furry convention and all the little kids were like eyes wide and having fun with all the uh, con attendees it was like Disneyland for them absolutely and it's just it's great to see them light up and it just makes their world um, especially if you know especially with things like you know going into like charities and stuff like that like such great things that these furries do and that's the general public is looking more at and i'm hoping rather than the and that i gotta say it but not you know what not to name names but to me the ones that create the drama and this and that like i've seen it in action on all the different platforms the like i was saying the ones that are like wonder someone say oh humans are stupid and stuff like that i'm like you know, you do realize you're a human too that just wears a furry animal costume. So you're kind of, you know, you're kind of backlashing at yourself in reality. But that's the stuff where it's like when you do negative stig- reverse stigmas, that's the stuff that's going to create the adverse effect if you know where I'm going, that that's going to get general public thinking, oh, furries are weird people, you know, because they act like that. I'm like, no, don't act like that. Act like the ones that's lighten up the kids' worlds. Act like the ones that do charities, the ones that save lives. Um, And the funniest, the most interesting part of it is, is all these different furries out there aren't just like, you know, that's what the public's starting to realize and understand, too. There's all sorts of different uh, day jobs that these furries have. Some are, you know, look, look got to put my man, uh, Twilight Saint out there. A U.S. Navy fighter pilot. I mean, come on. Such a great, wonderful, prestigious career. And he's a furry and he's proud of it. I am a, I'm a therapist and I'm a furry and I'm proud of it. And all these wonderful things that we can bring together as one. It's, yeah, it's great. I can't help but say great things about the fandom and both the regular, <laughs> the non-furry world is to bring it all together that, you know, they're just going to have to accept us. And because we were accepting them as well as they're accepting us. And that's the way to do it. That's what I think is spreading the love, really. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Now all we need is a tackly aired episode of Undercover Boss where <laughs> they end up being a furry, actually, and it becomes sort of a part of their uh, time working with all the other workers. Yep. Yeah. Oh, like a like the CEO, oh, like a CEO furry president mm-hmm. or whatever it is, and they just go undercover as just some sort of person new to the fandom or. Ooh, I, li- I really, I really, <laughs> I, re- I really actually, that is a great, fantastic idea. Like these CEOs of the, uh, like, or the head honchos or directors of these different conventions. That's a great idea because then they can go undercover and then they can sniff out the, you know, the, let's just say it. I'm going to say it. The good representations of a furry and the bad representations of a furry <clears throat> they are out there we see them <laughs> i've seen them <laughs> quite often <laughs> but yeah absolutely uh all right
Uh, we're on to question six. Tib? Yeah. This is kind of a more personally tailored, well, not personally, but, you know, tailored to more towards you. Um, it is left blank for that reason, so I guess what I should really ask about is your your dancing. Is there anything in particular that made you choose dancing, or is it just kind of a quality you chose to do, or, and is there any real routine that you get any inspiration from, or is it you just wing it? <clears throat> um, it's kind of a combination. Is like, like for me, as I see these other, like one of the big things that's kind of up and coming in a lot of these dance comps is they do a lot of, uh, they do a lot of that pop locking stuff. And that seems to be like the up and coming kind of fad in the dancing community. And I'm working on it, getting better at it. But then I like to just approach it like randomly. Like it's more of like an expression of like what I'm feeling for that day when I'm dancing per se. Like, and I like to be a random dancer and it's just, I, I'm getting the pop locking down pretty well, but I, I'm trying to kind of go into like an angle being like, can we, you know, maybe try different, you know, routines and different types of moves and stuff like that to add, which, you know, some will get skeptic and defensive right away, but I'm just like, I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, it's try something a little bit, you know, a little bit different. It doesn't hurt, but, but I'm still, I'm getting better at it. And I think it's kind of neat that it'll, but it's a great way. It's just like, cause I got a lot of energy and it's a great way to express it is to do it like, Initially, it's, it started out as random, and I was just, like, wearing this little Morty head, kind of walking around looking all – and it's a confidence booster. You can express your emotions, your confidence levels in your dance moves. Like, it's a progression, literally. Like, I watched a video of me dancing in Morty to uh, uh, shut, uh, the, Walk the, Moon, uh, the Walk the Moon song, Shut Up and Dance With Me. That was one of my favorite songs from years ago. And – there till now i'm just like dang who is that guy that was walking around in a morning head now he's like in a split suit and he's just doing all these weird maneuvers and everything that that's what's great about it is i'm random but then i'm getting a little more random with some style i guess the way to put it so you have to add your own personal flavor to it don't you exactly that's how i like to do it is to try to spice things up is because then because then to me if I'm doing it, like like I was saying earlier, if I'm doing all solely just that pop locking stuff, I'm doing what everybody else is doing. You know, I don't want to be like everybody else because got to bring something new and interesting. And that's what I, you know, I think or hope that in future dance comps that they'll kind of look upon more. Yeah, and in these type of dance competitions, you do see a lot of furs trying to do their own, trying their best to put their own kind of spin on things. But in general, you can see a, a sort of similar uh, what, rhythm, you could say rhythm, their own personal, a co common theme among dancers in the furry fan, aside from those that have a, a genuine professional experience with dancing or were dancers themselves. Took classes, mm -hmm. but that's a whole different. That's really a whole different barrel of fish there. But in general, when you do look at a, a dance competition, there are some. There are a lot of themes that you can see that are similar between dancers. All right, exactly, and that's kind of, and that's what it is. Interesting too is it kind of like intertwines, like hence her reference to my splits is intertwining the real the regular world i'm in in my professional life and my you know furry uh we'll just say professional life, whatever is that it's trying to kind of incorporate and twist them both together where i can get i can expand on both ends and not uh, where because i also work in creative arts therapy so what i do is i tell i work with veterans and i tell them is like they want to do, let's say, a music competition and they're really, you know, good at guitar. So this is a good example. One of them wants actually, he's like, oh, I was going to do like a country song. I'm like, everybody does country songs. Do something different. When they go to the contests and the, and the uh, judges are looking, they want to see 
if you play a country song, oh, there's 200 other people that play the same country songs. Do something with your own sense of style. Throw your little pizzazz in it. That's stuff that gets noticed. The judges will be like, dang, what's this? So funny story is one guy actually had, he did, he did a, uh, I helped actually produce it. He did a video where he, the, the, we, we pitched it. He, the, the, the start of the video was an elevator door opening. He came out, played his song, and then the conclusion of the song was him going back into the elevator door and closing. He actually took first place. And I'm just like, it's so great and wonderful to see what doing something different. And that was right, that it actually worked is to do something. And so like I was saying, rolling back into the dancing is doing something different because that's what gets noticed, in my opinion. The ones that you do see getting high places in these type of tournaments are the ones that have the most personality in them. Like, uh, you, you might have seen it, but there's this one video going around of the guy that lifts his fursuit up, his fur, his head up, and it's just an alien mask underneath with the X-Files theme. Oh, teriyaki. Yes, yes, yes. I saw that at, at the dance cop, and I saw that, and I was on the dance for a chat. And we were talking about it, and they're like, he got DQ'd. I'm like, that is such bull. I did, ugh, I tell you, if it, it was so great to see because he's so such a great friggin' dancer in itself already. And that, like I was saying, that's something different. It, yeah, I'm sure it broke a rule, I guess, and he got DQ'd for it. But still, to me, that's something different that not all the other suitors were going to do. And that, you know, if it weren't for the DQ, he'd have probably won that comp. And, you know, just from experience and observation or did very well, you know? Oh, I think so. I think it was because he's already a freaking great dancer in itself. So it already kind of, yeah, it's, it's great to literally, you know, and I like the, I like the idea of it too, is like being, you know, some suitors being afraid to you know, reveal themselves to the general public and this and that, but he does like, to me, I took it as that type of representation. He's like, yeah, I'm going to take my head off. I don't care. <laughs> you know putting a spin on things like that is how people get you noticed and even if he did get dq'd in that competition a lot of people still noticed that and it i wouldn't oh, be surprised made... if it made him more popular than he was oh yeah it did it made a statement all right absolutely so in the end it, you didn't really lose much yep All right. Uh, any other questions? So we're, where are we going? <laughs> Just a couple more. All right. Cool. Cool. Whose turn is it? Is it uh, Crow? Uh, I've got the uh, final got one. The so it's good. Probably copper, isn't it? We're going to move on to question seven. All right. Uh, during your day to day, since becoming part of the fan, what are some things that you started doing differently in your life? Hmm. That's a great question. Um, I would say, <laughs> I guess maybe it's just like, it's being a little bit more organized and having more of a, a personal, like a new, uh, a schedule version 2.0 uh, per se is like before becoming more involved in the fandom, okay, so this is my routine. When I, let's say, I moved down to Florida right around uh, uh, April, so just about my one-year anniversary coming up. So it was work, home, watch some TV, do homework or whatever, go to bed. That was essentially my routine. And then eventually I go, <clears throat> like, I go, like, go to karaoke night because I, yeah, I'm also singing Dutchie. I like to sing a little bit too. So other than that, that was my routine, work, home, TV, homework, bed. So kind of like that life. So now it was already kind of like, a, you know, it was kind of, you know, a pretty good schedule, but then it was like something missing, you know, a little bit, something extra to do. And then boom, right after, you know, Megaplex, now it's like having a revised version 2.0 splits his personal schedule. So it's like up, go to work, get home, uh, take care of, you know, chores and stuff around the, around the place. And then of course, 
Now it's added, go online, go and check status of this and that on different platforms. Uh, watch other suitors um, talking about stuff and answering them. Um, or, uh, and then like now on Sundays, I'll do, I'll do, or my Saturday, I do my free interviews. I have that in my routine now. So on Saturdays, no matter what I got going on amongst, you know, a million things, I make time. Now I make time so that everything fits in the schedule, like, you know, clockwork that, so like now I'm talking to you guys, this is in my schedule, this is in my routine. So it's like adding a new schedule of like a semi full-time furry life on top of my regular life. So it's kind of, it keeps me definitely a lot more busier, but then it helps me better organize and kind of pay attention and focus on, oh, okay, today, so I, but that, that's the best, especially if someone's got like ADHD going on, is I got to have a regular routine and schedule, otherwise I'm going to be forgetful and forget things. So tonight is, oh, hey, I'm going to do this free interview with you guys, and then I'm going to go and hang out with a buddy of mine. Um, tomorrow, I go volunteer, and then I get home, and if I got something going on, um, usually, but I got to, I'm like normal people, I got to take like a day or two to just kind of chill. You know, I have a weekend and whatever. Dutchies do sleep, despite the rumor. <laughs> I take time to just kind of to myself and I'm like, okay, I might get on Telegram or this or that, but like I tell anybody I'm talking to, like, I'll get to you when I can. I will help you when I can. But, you know, the biggest, most important person, person per se, you got to take care of yourself because if you're not taking care of yourself, then nothing else will really fall into place and you'll get just stressed out beyond reasonable doubt and it'll just burn you. So it's just really having a good balance between my furry life, my work life, my personal life. And once I had it down to a routine, it took a couple months and then now I'm in a regular routine and that's yeah, pretty good. So it's, definitely a new thing to throw on my schedule and keeps me busy but in a good way because then there's being way too busy and overwhelming yourself that that road i don't want to go down ever because i see not just co-workers i see you see it sometimes even in the phantom you see people that are obviously just burnt out from doing way too much in the phantom because i can't sit there and be on there all 24 7 because otherwise it'll be too much so it's like i limit myself so it's like about like an hour, but like an hour a day max, I'll dedicate to like answering messages and doing posting, so on and so forth. So it's it's really a matter of balance and having a strict schedule that you don't deter from. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. That's the way to do it. I mean, um, you know, you see some furries that just overwhelm themselves and they end up having to take a break because they just burn themselves out and but i don't i i take time i relax i chillax and um and then sometimes if i got time i'll make a dance video and then i'll put it on the different platforms and everything but i come to accept the fact if i get to it get great if i don't i got other things to do it's not the end of the world so yeah it's true you do have to keep a balance on what what things you do in the fandom or not because you see all these people that are do that dedicate them their free time to, to, you know, quote unquote, contributing to the fandom. And eventually they do that so much, they just end up burning out and taking huge breaks, which is not something you should be doing first when it's just a hobby of yours. Yeah. It's really just like, you know, I mean, even, you know, it's like, I finally, and it gave me the courage too to just like come out more with like, especially my, you know, now my family knows that I do it too. And I was a little bit at first, I was a little bit, you know, ner I'm sure everyone that's and their sister that's come out to their family and this and that about being a furry is a little sometimes have that. But the way I put it and they're, you know, very open and accepting and everything there, you know, it really, it really does help a lot because, you know, it just, you always have that worries. Like, what are they going to think? I mean, deep down, I didn't really care, but on the surface, I'm just so but then even my mom, of all people, she's like one of those, eh, I'm not surprised you'd be doing that stuff. And I'm like, well, yeah, I worked at SeaWorld. I worked in entertainment. I liked wearing suiting. I liked entertaining. I liked dancing. It it, it kind of just, it clicked, you know, it, it didn't surprise her. But she even said, you know, my mom's very wise. I listen to her and I listen to family a lot. And she's just like, the fandom is like your part-time little gig. 
don't put all your cookies in that basket, focus on your career. I'm like, I know. So, you know, my, my main focus is my job, my therapist, I take care of patients and veterans and stuff. That is my primary job. The fandom is like we we're saying, just my fun little secondary job. <laughs> so kind of a part-time gig really. So you don't even have to consider it a job most of the time. No, it's, it's, it's not even, yeah, I, I don't even really look at it that way. I agree with you guys because it's fun because it's, being expressive and watching these others expressive and and it's like especially to go and say it's like the simplest little things like i'll even do like a little posting that says all right show me shoot me a you know what brightens their day more than anything send me a picture of your son or your suit and i will say something nice about it when i see ones that say all oh, critique and i'm like you know it's kind of it's kind of like the adverse you know you're supposed to encourage and do positive um uh constructive criticism if they really want advice but don't critique you know some of these the last thing they need is someone oh your suit's ugly or it's like really it's, negativity it's the, I, it's the yeah. difference between roast me and toast me right exactly mm -hmm. so right well uh, do we have anything else to ask this man, or should we start the wrap up? You guys got anything else? I'm an open book. Go ahead. There is one more question. Okay. All right. mm -hmm. Oh, sure. That's what I was trying to try and get into. And I'd like to ask you personally if you had met someone who was new to the fandom and they didn't really know what to do with themselves or where to start, what would you say to them to get them? started mentally and such i would say kind of like you gotta walk you gotta walk before you crawl and then ugh, you gotta crawl before you walk and you gotta walk before you run so it depends on how badly that individual wants to get into the phantom if they're just kind of new to it and they want to learn about it all right start start small maybe maybe go on like FA or one of the platforms, maybe start on furry Facebook and kind of, you know, go from there, maybe make a couple friends here and there and just kind of look at the different suits and this and that, get kind of like a feel for it. And that way you kind of like you're dipping your toes in the water, so to speak. And you're just like, eh, is this for me or is this not for me? And you'll kind of know from there, if like before you know it, you're just like, okay, this is actually pretty cool. And then from there you kind of upgrade you kind of take progressive steps like a systematic sensitized approach. You start from there and then you're like, all right, maybe, maybe not go to a big suit convention. You want to meet other furries in your like area, go into the next step. All right, let's go. Let's do a furry meetup. Maybe go meet some other furries in your local uh, club or gamer or wherever they have it. And then you go from there. Do you see, are you interested? You see other suitors there with suitor minds, I guess, if that makes any sense. See other suit suits and be like, oh, snap, I want to get a suit now. Then you go from there. Then you get more involved back into like the different platforms. And you're like, all right, you go into the furry chat rooms and find like suit makers. And you're like, oh, okay, I would like to get a suit. All right. And if you're already an artist per se, then you just drop your own OC or it's completely up to the individual. You create the fandom is what you make of it, really. You, let's say you are a suit, you wanna be a suit maker. You get the supplies, you get advice, you join the chat rooms with the, you know, the suit makers, and then that way you'll figure out. It's really, as you go, you find out more about yourself as you go. So you gotta, you gotta make the fandom, you gotta make it work for you and not work for the fandom if that makes any sense. You know, you gotta find a way that best suits you because in that way you'll get the most out of it, whether you're, you know, just kind of interested, but then you gotta start small and progress more. Me, I, I just kind of jumped in, but <laughs> not everyone's gonna wanna jump in. You gotta do it your own way. Yeah, some people don't have the fortitude to dive into the deep end. Right, 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 exactly. Some just kind of, it's best to just, you know, just start small and work your way up. And that's, for some, it varies. Some just want to jump right in like me. Well, <laughs> as you guys have seen, so, <laughs> right. All right. 
out. Copper, would you like to roll us out? I would Play love to. <laughs> Play us out. Yeah. Uh, I don't have I don't have a piano in front of me right now. But I'll oh. uh, I'll I'll give it my best. Oh, my best. oh, like that like that line from uh uh, like that little piano thing he plays on uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. That <laughs> yeah, I am not going to be doing that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, that was our wonderful guest, Splits the Happy Tony Dutch Angel Dragon, and we thank them mm. for joining us here on Suiting Up for Life. We hope to see you here next time on Omega Republic. All right. Thank you, guys. Yep. <laughs>